Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. I'm so excited to be here as your host on Lift Your Spirits Radio, which comes to you every Friday. And you were listening to my amazing son, musician, Dean Foster, who is now back at Berkeley College. Benny, he left on uh, Wednesday. I know. I miss him already. He went back to school. But, you know, going back to that song, it's the worthwhile uh, title track that he uh, sent to us a little while ago. And it's great because I always imagine myself playing like air piano to it like someone would be for air guitar. It's such a good song. So he yeah, needs to keep that up. So that's why he's yeah. back at school to keep it going. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So my name is Kassar Deline. And after overcoming my own health challenges many years ago, I did that naturally. I've helped thousands of clients over the past 35 years. And I focus on providing valuable natural health options so that you can make the best choices for your life. And my background is in herbology, naturopathy, psychology, energy work, meditation, all kinds of things. <laughs> and you can learn more about me and what I do at truehealth.com. That's T-R-U health.com. And there you can find information on services. And there's a lot of free information and articles. And of course, all the previous radio shows are listed. So you can listen to those for free anytime. So thank you so much for joining me today. And Today, I am welcoming back the amazing life coach, Susan Story. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Susan. It's nice, to see, it's just nice to see you. It's nice to see Benny. It's nice to see everybody. <laughs> um, so excited that you're here today with me. So today, we're going to talk about mindset, because I was trying to figure out a way we could encapsulate all the things we want to share today with people and I think mindset was the uh was what came to my mind (laughs) about it and so I was thinking you know today I'd like the listeners to open their mind to possibilities take everything you know about limitations in your life and set those aside for the next hour and open yourself up to thoughts and ideas that you might not have explored yet for yourself and and just try on some of these uh, new ideas and see if they work for you. You know, we don't have the answers to everything. The whole point is to provide you different options to, to think about and to uh, explore for yourself and see if they fit for you. So one of the things that I love about Susan is that she has this really cool saying <laughs> that she always says, <laughs> you, know how, you know how people always say, Benny, how, um, oh, they, they're, they're like um, at the beach and they're having their wine and they're sitting there with their friends and they go, you know, it just doesn't get any better than this. Many a times. I wish I was many a times. Yeah. I'd like to do the show from there right now, but of course I got to sit in a studio, but I'm imagining it. Yeah. Okay. So everybody always says that, you know, it doesn't get any better than this. It doesn't get any better than this. And Susan has the saying that she always says, and she always says, how does it get better than this? How can it be better than this? (laughs) How, How does it get any better than this? Yeah. See, yeah. I'm at the beach now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, and I love that because it's like, you know, it can get better. It, it can, all, our lives can always get better, you know, if we allow them to, we don't have to get stuck in, uh, in things that <laughs> often happen to us. So I love that because if you're constantly looking on how things can get better, then you can create that for yourselves. And, um, so we want to give you some tips today on how to, uh, that's one of the tips is to, to pay attention to the words, you know, language is, is so important and uh, language is just a frequency. I know we've talked about this before. In fact, I think I talked about it with you, Susan, before on how um, 
you know, language is just a frequency. It's just, um, they're just words, but they all have power. And if you're paying attention to what you're constantly telling yourself, um, you can change that verbiage to change your life. And so we wanted to give you some phrases to, uh, to think about, to change, to say for yourself, to make things better for yourself. And then also some tips for when you're stuck in anger or fear or sadness or that type of thing. And, you know, the thing to remember is as humans, we have a right to explore all these emotions for ourselves and to gather information on them and then to let it go. We don't have to hold on to this. We can, ex we can experience it you know, when something happens and we can choose to stay in it if we, if we want to, obviously that's our prerogative, <laughs> but we don't have to uh, stay in it at all times. We can, we can move out of that. And sometimes it's, it's very hard because those neural pathways have been ingrained in us from our parents and our teachers. Um, I know it's Susan, you were talking about that the other day about how, you know, our parents or relatives told us that we should be ashamed of ourselves. And so we get stuck in shame, you know, and we don't, you were going to say something on that? Yeah. So um, I've got a friend who I, I had a conversation with somebody last night about it because it was like, I need some clarity here. Um, but she gets really angry when people tell her to smile. And so the friend I was talking to last night was saying, well, that's because of men doing this and men doing that. And I was like, okay, I still don't understand, <clears throat> but the thing for me is that nobody's ever going to tell me that I need to smile because most of the time I am when I'm out in public. Right. I do that because I know that smiling is going to produce endorphins in my own body. Mm -hmm. That's all it takes sometimes is just to smile. So when you're stuck in this horrible spot, you know, smiling or laughing can completely release endorphins and help to counteract that cortisol that, that all that stress and whatever that we're dealing with. And, and I think a lot of people do want to be, I, I don't know, do they want to be stuck in that or do they just want to be mad? But um, yeah, no, when you <clears> smile <throat> and that increases the endorphins and the happy hormones in your own body, I, and then, and then other people smile back, then it's going to raise the vibration of not only yourself, but the people around you. And, and I guess I've been doing that for so long, you know, we didn't talk about it today, but my my 18 year anniversary of being told I was going to die in a month was last week. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I, it's something that I've used to, to deal with illness and whatever, whatever I was dealing with, you know, and I, I can't even tell you how many times I've been at a job with gaping wounds because of the cancer and I've got other people around just, you know, and like their nickname is Eeyore and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy and smiling and Hey, how's it going? How are you? You know? And like, because it makes my body feel better. Yeah. And, and it's something that's so simple. And I, I still don't understand wanting to stay stuck in there because of, Oh, somebody did this or somebody else did that. And yeah, well, I think there's a couple of different things on that. The, the point you made, though, I want to go back to is that, you know, you talked about um, when somebody says, oh, when somebody tells them to smile. I mean, I I can relate that to several things in my life when people told me to, to do things, quote unquote, right, you know, to smile or whatever it was. And and there's and if you're feeling any kind of emotion on that, then there's obviously something there, I guess, is my point. Right. There's something that you need to uncover. 
And so it's just information, right? So you get to explore that for yourself and dig deep and go, okay, why, why am I feeling this way? Maybe somebody said something to you when you were little and, um, in a, and it, and it controlled you in some way. And so that's why you're having this reaction of not wanting to quote unquote smile. Right. And so, cause I've had that happen with other things in my life that I can think of. And, and so, so then getting to that, to the core of that and understanding that then you can let go of it. And then when somebody says that you don't have that, that trigger anymore, right. On it. But then also um, you were talking about um, smiling and, you know, how you can share that. I mean, obviously that's a, that's a big thing, you know, if whatever you're feeling, if you're feeling a certain way and you share that with somebody, um, depending on what the emotion is, they're either going to be empathetic and help, um, help you, you know, hopefully get past that, or you're going to be sharing that positive thing. And hopefully that, you know, it can help them as well. So, I mean, all those emotions we, you know, we constantly are sharing with the other, I mean, everybody's been in a room when somebody walks in and they're angry and how it changes the whole dynamic in the room, or if they come in and they're smiling, it changes the whole dynamic. So it's amazing how powerful uh, those feelings and emotions are. And I, I think I have developed <clears throat> pattern in myself that when I feel that horrible negative energy of somebody come in the room, I either laugh by myself or make a joke to the people that I'm around so that more of us are laughing. And it's not that I'm consciously doing it. You know, it's just become such a pattern that I'd rather be having fun than to have somebody around that is, is in that kind of a mode that's trying to bring everybody else down. And a lot of times they just leave. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like you're just walking along and there's these little holes in the road, right? And you step in them and you feel despair or you feel sadness or you feel angry or whatever it is. And, you know, we all have a choice whether we want to stay in that or not. And, and I think some people get stuck in it really easily um, because there's information there and they, I don't think that's, you know, that's not something that's taught. It's like, oh, well, if this happens to you and you're angry, then you're just supposed to stay there. And it's like, well, no, you don't have to stay there. You can, you can explore it. You can understand it. There's classes on anger. I know I've seen, um, I have a friend that does those if somebody's interested in that. Um, actually, there's quite a few classes on that um, that you can explore for yourself. And there, and there's ways to get through that. Of course, talking with others, talking with a therapist, um, reading books, um, listening to shows like this, anything to help you get uh, the information that you need to understand why you're stuck there so that you can move on. I think our bodies are trying to, obviously trying to talk to us all the time. And, and uh, in this society, we're so good at telling our bodies to shut up. <laughs> you know, we take a pill, we um, get buried in alcohol, we get buried in whatever. And, uh, and none of that stuff, unfortunately, fixes the problem. Exactly. So, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, labels because that's kind of what, you know, this all is like the words are labeling us, whether we're, 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 we're depressed, quote unquote, that's a label, whether we have an illness like the cancer, um, that's a label. And, you know, we, we can choose what labels we want. You know, in, when I remember when I got my degree in psychology, you know, that was one of the things that they were you know, my adamant about telling us is that, you know, we don't have to label people, people don't have to have these labels, you know, they can choose what labels they do and don't want to wear, if you will. But they also um, can, you know, can look at these, these uh, things in their life and then move through them, but they don't, the problem is, is once you get labeled, then you're kind of stuck with that in the society. And so I'm not a big fan of labels. I think that there's other options and ways we can get through it. And, um, 
it's sad that, that the um the powers that be if you will in the, in the medical community often get people stuck in these labels and then they have to have those the rest of their lives and there's ways to uh to move through that so they don't have to get stuck with that so um i think you can explore the emotions just like you explore diseases i know susan and i have talked about that and before we don't have to live in those uh negative emotions all the time we can uh get to the other side of them so I think one of the things that really can help people with this, because we want to give you some tips on how to get out of this, is um, is remember when you have, when you have that like childlike wonder, you know, and and that imagination of playing. You know, I, it was funny. I was walking down the street the other day, and I saw this little boy. He didn't see me, but he had a a stick or something, and he was obviously pretending like he was sword fighting, you know, and he had this childlike wonder and imagination, and and then. Um, he saw me out of the corner of his eye and he stopped, you know, he didn't want somebody to see that he was playing, which is really sad because, you know, that, that wonder is so beautiful to watch. See, I would have picked up a stick and sword sighted him. <laughs> well, he was down the street away, so he wasn't close <laughs> enough to me, but, but I, when I saw him playing, I smiled, right. It brought me wonder and joy and um, to see him, you know, exploring that for himself. And, and uh, and not enough people, I think, do that. I think there's always a thing on Facebook where I saw somebody with a pillow, the pillows. Did you see that? And he walks up to this person, he throws a pillow at him, and he starts pillow fighting him. And they start pillow fighting, you know. And uh, I think that's just so much fun that people are doing things like that, having fun, and and um, you know, being children because a lot of that is really fun. Um, so did anyway, you, did you see this picture? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So having fun, um, you want to talk about your picture since people can't really see that, Susan? Yeah, it, it's, I don't know if Benny saw my picture. I was out in the um, woods the other day playing with blackberries and I squished them all over my face and I was going to rinse them off in the creek, but there was no water in the creek. Oh no. <laughs> and so I had to keep walking that way and, um, <laughs> Oops. There, there... <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so when I came up on people, I was like, I didn't have my contacts in either. So I didn't know <laughs> when they could see my face. Versus... <laughs> and blackberries, including the, I mean, it looked like this one guy said, I thought you face planted in the gravel. <laughs> it kind of looks like it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I had so much fun entertaining myself in the woods by myself, just laughing. And, and then I asked one guy, do you want to lick my face? Because <laughs> <laughs> of the blackberries. <laughs> fun. So, yeah. Yeah. So finding that, you know, that childlike wonder and having that creativity can be fun. And, you know, one of the things I think of is uh, if we if we remember when we were kids and we used to walk by candy stores, I don't really, really have that many candy stores anymore, but I remember when they used to have a lot of candy stores and you would walk up to the candy store as a child and you would see all the candy, all the colors and the tastes and the textures, and you could smell the sugar coming out the door. Right. And they would have like a lollipop, um, those big lollipops, you know, those swirl ones. And, um, or maybe, I don't know, whatever your favorite candy was. I always think of the lollipop, but, um, and you sit there and you're like looking at the lollipop and you can smell the lollipop and you can taste the lollipop and you can, you know, know what the texture of that and what it's going to feel like in your hand. And, and when you, when you have that imagination working, you manifest that lollipop, right? <laughs> Somehow, some way um, it appears. And 
I think we, I know we can do that in our life because I've had a lot of things recently happen where I have sat with childlike wonder and wanted certain things to happen or, and not really even actually wanting them to happen, just experiencing them in that childlike wonder in that place and that imagination place. And then having that manifest in my life um, uh, later. Do you have an example on that too, Susan, of the one that's happened to you? Um, well, you know, it's going to sound really, really negative, um, but there's, so, so when we were talking just a minute ago about elevating our vibration and feeling yeah. good and smiling and whatever, I've been stuck this week. So I just want people to know that I'm not a master of it. I have been totally stuck. So Sunday I woke up to at 447 in the morning to somebody sawing off my catalytic converter and they got away and it was a good thing that they got away before I got outside because I might be in jail right now. <laughs> I, I am in Facebook jail for something I said. So I, I can't see your pillow fighting guy because I'm, I'm not on there. But um, anyway, so as a result, I went to the beach at sunrise and I texted a guy that swims with me on the weekends and I said, I'm going to swim now if you want to join me. And took my breakfast down there, had a beautiful breakfast all by myself on the beach. And then he shows up, we get in the water, we're talking. I told him what I, what happened and I needed the cold water because the cold water just completely just wipes out any kind of negativity. Mm -hmm. And so the cold water's there and he said, well, let me come up to your house and measure things when we get done. And so he came up here and we went to AutoZone and within eight hours, of having it cut off. I had a new one on there and I didn't know till the following day that my car runs better than it has. In a <laughs> so everything happens for a reason. So you manifested a fix, a free fix, I might a, add. Right. A, a free he, fix. <laughs> so the car runs better. It's, oh my gosh, it's so much nice. Everything's so much better. Um, but then the stuck part, I'm still like, every time I hear a car drive by in the middle of the night, I'm running out the front door. I yeah. walked my steps last night. So that's information for you too, right? Absolutely. So yeah, yeah but, but to manifest it, that would have cost me over two grand to get it fixed. Wow. You know? And so, um, I, I don't want the label victim ever. Yes. So yeah. when somebody puts me in that position it makes me angry. It doesn't yeah. make me want to be the victim. It makes, I, I, I go in revenge mode. So revenge is actually a higher vibration than despair. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a little respite. You're listening to True Health with Kassara Deline on Lift Your Spirits Radio and stay tuned. We'll be right back with more uh, from Susan's story. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Lift your spirits at Bayview Healing Suites on beautiful Whidbey Island. Bayview Healing Suites offers treatments in beauty, health, and wellness and is located at Bayview Corner, open seven days a week. 
Sonia Sushagani offers acupuncture and traditional Eastern herbal medicine that restores balance within your body, mind, and spirit. You can reach out to her to book your wellness and self-care session at goldenearthhealingarts.com. Take some time for yourself to relax at Bayview Healing Suites in Bayview Corner. Do you feel stressed, exhausted, or burned out? Would you like to identify your unique warning signs and know what to do? Are you ready to learn how to calm your system and increase your energy so you are healthier, happier, and more productive? Learn from an expert. I transform my life from burnout to bliss, and you can too. Go to MarlaWilliams.net, click on Learn, and sign up for my Burnout Prevention Formula course and move from burnout to bliss in just six weeks or less. So are you feeling down? Well, give yourself the gift of relaxation and better health. The Energy Genesis is a safe 360-degree healing chamber that uses a pleasant combination of light and sound frequencies to create a resonance of peace and tranquility. Within minutes, your body eases into a deep state of rest and begins to gently heal and reconnect to spirit. To learn more about Energy Genesis Therapy and all of its benefits, visit EnergyGenesisSeattle.com. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Thank you for joining us this morning. You're listening to Trailth with Cassar Deline on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And today I'm talking with Susan Story, life coach, magical mermaid. <laughs> hey, Susan. Hello. <laughs> hey, can you tell our listeners how they get a hold of you? Yes, my phone number is 425-238-8866. And my website is, oh, it's got a K in it. So it kind of, <laughs> you know, it's it's easier when it's just something on, on you click on, but it's Magical Mermaid, M-A-G-I-C-K-A-L, mermaid, dot now, dot site. Great. Great. So I thought we could talk a little bit about, you know, we talked about manifesting and we talked about emotions. We talked about, you know, having that childlike wonder to get what we want. But I think a lot of times what I notice with clients, and I think you had experienced this as well, is people don't know what they want. You know, they, they, they think they know what they want, but then when it comes down to actually manifesting something, they don't really know what they want. And, um, you know, I was talking to some people this week that, that were like that. And they're like, well, you know, they're reached, they're 50 years old now. And it's like, I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. You know, they, they, they can't decide what they want to be or what they want to do or what they want to have or, you know, and it's like, um, so one of the things that I did, you know, um, is that, you know, you can watch uh, shows or you can go read books or you can go out and, you know, just explore um the world <laughs> right and see things that you like like you maybe you see a picture in a magazine of a place you'd really like to go or um maybe you are at the grocery store and you see a food product or something and you're like you know i wonder where pineapples are, are growing at you know let's go to hawaii and watch pineapples grow right <laughs> yeah. so um it's like just whatever sparks your interest right and it's going to be different for every single person and there's no judgment on that it's whatever you feel like you need to um need to see or 
our, our grow. I know my mom's been traveling around um, the U.S. in an RV, and she's been she went to 39 states in the past six months. So you know, it's it's whatever whatever um, works for you. You know, so um, I think what happens a lot of the times is we forget all the different things that we wanted as a kid, and you know, to go back and think about what it was that we wanted when we were kids. Um, what we thought we could be when we when we grew up. We may not be able to be a professional football player. We may not be able to be a professional ballerina. We may not be able to do some of those things, but that doesn't mean that you can't participate in um, local theater or, um, you know, uh, there's uh, obviously college sports and there's um, uh, little kids sports. You could be a volunteer. There's all different kinds of opportunities that you can um, participate in to still uh, get to experience the things that you're interested in. So, so that's one of the things that, um, that I think is useful. The other thing is, I think sometimes we have too many choices, right? <laughs> There's like, well, yeah, like I, I absolutely despise shopping for clothes. Yeah. And so I prefer to go to stores that have a lot less selection. Mm -hmm. You know, there used to be some, I, I haven't shopped for clothes in forever. Now it's just, while I'm at Costco oh okay well now <laughs> yeah because they have limited availability right so right and yeah. so I don't have a whole lot of things to look through and if it's not in my size it's it's all good I just keep going but yeah yeah to go in a store that has so many different things I just it's overwhelming to me and I it's not something I really care about so I don't yeah there's too many too many choices yeah I yeah, I think that happens with a lot of things um, in uh, people's lives. And I think that's why a lot of people shop online, too, is because maybe they can just type one thing and then that one thing comes up and they can see a couple options and then they can choose that one thing. So it's less uh, intimidating and um, it's just easier to, to choose what you want and not. I know like I've, I've been I, I'm not a person that normally buys groceries online, but lately I have just because I can go. I want these five things. I don't want anything else. Just bring it to my door. Makes it a lot easier, you know, and um, might cost a little bit extra sometimes, but it seems to be worth it because then I don't get distracted by all the other stuff in the store that I probably don't really need. Um, and food shopping is my favorite. But yeah. something recently that I, I realized is like in my house. I haven't updated things in here and I was in that same position. What, what do I want? How do I want to change things? What do I want uh -huh, uh -huh. different? And there's times that I, I don't even have a clue. Well, then I was over at a friend's house and they've got this beautiful floor that uh -huh. I never knew was an option, you know? Yeah. And, it's like, and so then I decided the other day, well, I'm, I'm going to start going to open houses on Sundays and you know not not a bunch just maybe find an open house close by or in a neighborhood sure. that I don't think I could ever live in you know you you just go to those neighborhoods and it's like huh I'm gonna go in one of these houses and see what it looks like maybe I can have that you yeah know? maybe maybe you know what what are you don't know what you don't know so right there's there's things when it comes to uh uh whatever aspect of whatever you're talking about you know like a house mm -hmm. that I didn't even know this existed yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's cool. Um, you know, doing things like that because it's free, it doesn't cost anything and you you learn stuff, you see how people are storing their things and and you get ideas. Um, I think that's why they have, you know, the home shows and and garden shows and things like that. So people get ideas, but it's fun to go see how people are actually living in their houses and um and see what 
what are they, you know, they probably have some really cool storage idea. I saw, I've got a place where I want to put, I've got my shoes and I've got them in this little um, container right now, but I thought, you know, it'd be really cool. I saw something the other day that had them all stacked and that'd be really cool. That's something I want, you know? So when you find things like that, that you want, then, then you can focus on that and figure out how to make that happen for yourself. And it's really important, I think also to bring up that you have to be really clear. You have to be very specific. You know, the universe is always wanting to help us, but you have to be very specific about what it is that you want. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day and, and, um, and she was like, yeah, well, I know that, you know, uh, I want to retire and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm like, well, but what does that really look like? Where's the specifics on it? Do you have it all written down? You know, I remember, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but when I was younger, I took this class on, on uh, speed reading. It was one of the best classes I ever took. And I learned how to read really fast, which is nice. And my comprehension went up. It was a great class. But one of the things they made us do is they made us write down all of our goals of everything that we wanted. And I was only like 23, I think at the time, 24, something like that. And so I made a list of everything that I wanted. And when I closed my store, my health food store, then Bothell, what was that? That was probably, you know, 30, 40 years later, I found that list. And I had done almost everything on that list. I think there was maybe one or two things that I hadn't done. I was shocked. And I realized that, you know, you have to write this stuff down. You have to get it out of your head. If it's in your head, it's stagnant. It's not really doing anything for you. And you can't possibly um, get to the other stuff underneath if you've still got that stuff in your head. You've got it. You know, it has to be movement. You know, the reason people get sick a lot of times and the reason people don't get anywhere is stagnation. That's a big thing. And um, so stagnation of thoughts, stagnation of body fluids, stagnation of everything. And so the idea is to to get that out, write it down, be very specific. You know, I remember wanting cars and being very specific. I want this color. I want it to smell like this. I want it to feel like this. When I sit in the driver's seat, I want the steering wheel to feel this way. I want it to be, you know, a manual or whatever it is you want. Um, and you can totally manifest all those things um, once you have that childlike wonder about that. Right. It's like, it's like whatever you, whatever it is, say the car, right? Yeah, and you're imagining all of that the same way you're imagining that lollipop from the yeah, show, exactly, exactly, right? and really putting yourself in there and focusing on all of it. And you didn't say anything about heat in the seats. I want the heat. <laughs> in the seat. I do have heated seats in both my cars. <laughs> I know, but see, you're taking it for granted. I'm yeah. about being in the ocean for 20 minutes and having a 93 degree body temperature and sitting in that warm seat on the way home. You can buy those. They sell them online because I had them on my other car. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, so be very specific, be very clear. You know, I think a lot of times people say, well, I want to, I want, you know, whatever the fill in the blank, but they're not real specific about what they want. And um, it's important to try to be clear on exactly what you want, the size, the color, the shape. And, you know, they always say, be careful what you wish for, right? Well, that's because if you're if you're wishing for something and you're not specific, you're not going to get what you want. <laughs> you have right. to you have to be very focused on what it is you want, and um, and then and then the universe can provide that. So um, otherwise, the universe has too many choices to to provide to you. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> well, and and for me, something that I learned is that I have to get out of my way when it in regards to certain things. Like right now, it's been money. Right. Mm -hmm. So at first, when I heard the sound, my first thought was, how am I ever going to pay to get that fixed? 
I said that without any bad words. <laughs> Happy dance. Because, and, and so I stopped thinking about that, went and got in the cold water and, and just, you know, you, when you do imagine, okay, this is going to be fixed. I'm not going to stress out about it. I'm going to go on about my day and somehow it's got to happen. Yeah. And then it just did. Yeah. And so, and you could have been stuck in that, you know, you could have been worried and then you're, then you're just drawing more of that negative energy into you. Right. And it only makes it worse. It's impossible to be worried when a seal is 10 feet away from you, just making <laughs> eye contact. Right. So, so that's a good point, right? So if you're feeling that despair and that sadness and that anger and that fear, whatever it is, get out, go do something like, you know, you're, you swim in the ocean, which is, you know, wonderful. Um, I go for walks, you know, find something that you can do that gets you out of that space and distracts you from that feeling so that you can open up yourself to the other possibilities exactly exactly and and i think uh, something that's big is that you know you keep saying that people will say well i want and then something vague well the majority of my clients when i i make them do a survey before we have a meeting Mm -hmm. and some people won't do the survey and i'm like well you have to do the survey before i'll talk to you (laughs) and that's because i need to know where they're at and i need Mm -hmm. to know where they want to go and if they can't tell me where they want to go then i know going into it that that's our first hurdle is Mm -hmm. figuring out what it is that they want and everybody knows what they don't want but we have to look at that contrast and see what the other side is and what is it that i do want and so many people are so stuck that they can't imagine being in a better life, you know, especially when they're sick, you know, there's the, the pain is so intense. They, they have a hard time just imagining themselves without pain anymore. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like my car, you know, you, when you start getting sick, things go slowly, slowly. And then it hurts walking up and down the stairs. And then, and then you're, you're out of breath walking up a flight of stairs and, and you don't realize it until something gets fixed. Right. And, and like the car, I had no idea how horrible it was running until we got that clogged up thing off of it. I say we, they did. (laughs) We replaced it with something that could breathe. Yeah. And, and so we have to be able to breathe. And, and that's something else that we do is the, the breathing exercises. And when you get your breath and your, your full breath and you do because we take breathing for granted. We totally. just do it so nobody thinks they have to do anything different. So when you change your breathing exercises and you change how you're breathing, it changes your state for you. So you just have to be disciplined enough to say, okay, I'm going to go do this now. It's going to take 15 minutes. And then I've never had a time where I finished it and I didn't feel better. Yeah. And so for me, I just do it every single day now because I know that it's going to make me feel better regardless of how good I already feel. Right, 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 right. Well, and the, else, people don't think they don't know that they can feel better because they yes. been stuck in such a bad place for so long. They think that's just their quote new normal and life's going to be like that forever. Yeah. It just isn't. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. I know I see so many people that are in pain and agony and, and I um, mean, you know, that's a real big one. And they, they just accept it, that, that, that that's where they're supposed to be. And they don't have, that is a choice. I really believe all of that is a choice that we have. And, um, um, you know, and, and that has to do with breathing. It has to do 
exercise, has to do with diet, has to do with all those things, right? And then perception of, of the emotions and dealing with those. And um, uh, I was trying to remember, I wanted to go back to one of the things you were talking about. Um, uh, but I can't remember what it is right now because I got so many things I'm thinking about. <laughs> There's just too much. <laughs> so um, I think we're going to have to talk about my friend Alfred after the next break. After the next break. Yeah. So uh, we'll do that. So this is Cassara Deline from True Health and you can reach me at truehealth.com and you're listening to True Health with Cassara Deline on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And we're going to come back and listen to more with life coach Susan Story and about her amazing friend, Alfred. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit truehealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to True Health by Kasara on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And it's Friday. I'm so happy. <laughs> and I'm speaking with the amazing life coach, Susan Story. And she has this amazing story to talk about Alfred. Tell us about Alfred, Susan. Oh, my goodness. So when a person goes and swims in the sea every day, they get to experience different things that the people not in the sea will never experience. Yeah, like so, those starfish you saw. Those are beautiful. Oh my goodness. So yeah, in, in the wintertime, I can't, I don't have enough time to swim all the way out to the end of the dock because it takes me too long for the amount of time that I can stay in without getting too hypothermic. Got it. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, and when the water's below like 45 i i don't stand for more than 15 or 20 minutes max but anyway so yeah there's a ton of starfish out there right now and my son gave me a gopro so i get to take lots of pictures of it 
awesome. of, of them and all there's so many different cool things but the coolest thing from my perspective is that there's a gray whale that keeps coming through and so a couple months ago there was a humpback whale that came through and and it's like i just feel like i have to be in the water when they're coming by and so then this gray whale came through and i got closer to him he was swimming along the dock where we used to call it the sea lion lane and i haven't seen very many sea lions this year but um but that's where the whale was and so the third time i swam with him i i go swimming out there as far as i can and Paul was there and he's like, I got to get pictures. And he would take pictures and uh, he'd take a video and then he'd stop it. And then the whale would come out of the water. Oh, and, no. <laughs> and he took like six videos and not one did the whale show up in any of the videos. Oh my gosh. Two minutes long. I'm like, how are you not getting the whale? And he was yeah. just in the wrong place. And so uh -huh it just wasn't in his reality that he was going to see the whale. Right? right. So, but I was in the water and he was trying to get me and the whale and it never happened. Well, anyway, so I asked the whale, what is your name? And I didn't hear anything audible, but it came into my head that his name was Alfred. So I started calling him Alfred every time he'd, you know, swim by or somebody would say, Oh, the, the whale's back. It's up there by the lighthouse. I'm like his name is Alfred. And I don't know what everybody else was calling him, but he's Alfred. So almost three weeks ago on Sunday, I'm out in the water with a friend and we're just standing up to our waists and, and talking and I see behind her the, the blow and I start screaming and jumping up and down. I'm so excited. And it's like, oh my gosh, Alfred, it's Alfred. And she said, like, what are you talking about? And she's just looking around and, and I said, the gray whale is down there and he's going to come back. He's coming back. And some guy up on the beach said, um, yeah, it is a gray whale. And I'm like, I know. And he's coming. And I told her, and, and so then every time he'd blow, he'd be a little bit closer. And so I go, um, the, the guy's back there and and I said to my friend, I said, I have to, I have to get out closer. I have to get closer to Alfred. So I'm going to swim out. So I start and I said, are you coming? She's like, no, I'm not coming. So I start swimming out and Alfred, instead of coming straight, like he was, he turned and he was coming directly at me. So the people on the beach start screaming, he's coming straight at you. And I'm screaming, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. And be, I don't know if it was because of them screaming or, or what, but anyway, so he turned and he stopped coming straight at me. And then I was bummed because I wanted to make eye contact with Alfred. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, he just, he, he came closer. He swirled around. He did all kinds of, he entertained everybody on the beach for like 30 minutes and about 20, I say about 24 minutes in, a friend was on the beach and she starts videotaping and he comes right beside me. And oh my gosh, it was just the most incredible experience ever to be out there, to be 20 feet. And then three minutes later, 10 feet away from this ginormous gray whale and just his energy and, and so many things, you know, it just, he, he, it was like when you and I were talking about him, what is his message to me? Well, whales are supposed to be the keeper of all the knowledge. And so what is the knowledge that, that Alfred has that he's going to share with me and how powerful he is and, 
And to me, it's like, okay, some one guy came and got in the water with me asking me if we're safe. And I'm like, no, I, we're not safe. If you want to be on the, if you want to be safe, get on the beach. And so he stayed out there thinking that I was going to somehow protect him. But, <laughs> funny, you know, <laughs> whatever, 50,000 pound creature. And, uh-huh. and uh, so the, the power that he had and so many things that I feel like are similar to me. And that I know that there's so many people that are, um, I know there's people that are afraid of me. My energy is too big a lot. Somebody told me I need to contain it more. I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> want to contain it because I'm happy and excited and I want everybody else to be too. And yeah. so the, the entertaining, the talk about childlike, you know, I scream and he'd put his tail up in the air. And then scream again when he'd blow and and he'd rolled over and he puts his fin up. And to me, it was like he was waving and it was just, it was so, so incredibly awesome. Yeah, you said you felt like he was playing with you. He was totally playing with me because he was doing these cool things after I would, I would scream. And I mean, my screams, I wasn't like scared scream. It was no, it was happy scream, like a childlike scream, like a childlike scream, right? Yeah. 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 And, and so I have not been in the water with them again. I haven't actually seen them at all again since, Mm -hmm. since that day. And people have said they're supposed to be migrating back to, to Mexico. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to call him in if he's supposed to be on his way, but now I know he's still out there because somebody saw him three days ago. So I'm going to have to call him in again. Yeah. But I still really want to make eye contact with him. And when that happens, I'm just going to be even more thrilled. But if it doesn't, I've imagined it so many times. It's like it already happened. And you have the video on your website so people can go watch that. So they can see me in the water with Alfred. Yes. Yes. That's very cool. Yes. So I think that's an amazing thing that, you know, you manifested that. And, you know, that's one of the things I love about you, Susan, is you're so authentic and so childlike and it allows, it allows other people. It's like you give permission to other people just in your being to be childlike and to manifest what they want, you know, and some people just aren't ready for that and that's okay. But for the people that are, I think it's really a a beautiful thing. So uh, I was hoping you could spend the last few minutes here um, talking about the services that you offer and how you work with clients and anything you want else you want people to know about. Yeah, well, so there's I I have a couple of different things that I do. I've I do workshops for small groups. I haven't done any giant groups or anything like that. Um, probably could, but I I like being more intimate with people and having more contact with individuals and. And so there's the group coaching and then I do the one-on-one coaching, which I feel like the, I mean, it's great. And it, it's a start for people that are in a place where they don't want a lot of people knowing their problems, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be health challenges or, or whatever issues they're dealing with. Um, But the group aspect to me is way more fun because we can, people can pair up with each other and, and have accountability partners in order to, to keep moving through it. Because a lot of the stuff that I'm teaching people is the same for everybody, regardless of what they're dealing with. And so we start at a certain place and then, and then keep moving. And um, I think groups are really helpful too, because you can hear somebody else's story and you can relate to that number one. But also I think that it just, 
you see other people have similar problems and then you don't feel as bad about your own problems, you know? <laughs> right, right. Like with the training and power classes that you do, when, yeah. when you've got a group like you do, um, it just, you kind of build a connection with people mm -hmm. when you're in that group setting. And, and that to me is so important for every aspect of life. We've got to be able to connect with people. And especially over the last two years, there's so many people that have been completely isolated and, and they need that connection with other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I take people to the beach and introduce people to getting into the cold water and some of them like it. <laughs> Actually, I mean, so, so the thing is when we, we look at the majority of people that get in the cold water, it's almost all women. Mm -hmm. And there's a few guys that'll do it, but I've got two guys that go with me regularly now and they love how they feel afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know what, what it was that got me to get them in the water other than they're just seeing my, my attitude and my body and everything change for the better. And, and people want that. And so mm -hmm. that's the thing about the groups is that when you've got people that there's people that everybody goes at their own rate. Right. But so some people are going to get it faster and, and everybody else watching their changes feel like, Oh my gosh, if, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. And, and that's kind of how I live my own life is if I can do it, you can do it. You right. Know? And so I'm putting myself out there a lot doing things that other people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. You know, like I hiked naked the other day and took a, a, a cutoff selfie. I'm like, yeah, hiking in the woods naked. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and you're telling people? Well, yeah, I'm telling people. <laughs> because one, it's fun and you should try it. <laughs> well, and just getting out in nature too, I think, uh, whether it's the beach and the ocean or or up in the mountains. I mean, connecting with nature, there's so much that we can do in that regard. And so many people don't do that enough, you know, and they, oh, yeah. they you get can. distracted from all the stuff in their lives and, you know, in the city and uh, they don't get connected to nature and they miss out on so much. There's, there's times that I've gone and gotten in the water just in a certain area. Cause I know that it's a higher likelihood there. And I just stand there and I don't move and I have the GoPro on and then it doesn't take that long of just standing there, like maybe three minutes and a huge school of fish of, will swim by. Mm. And they're usually these little teeny pencil fish. And so you don't even see them on the GoPro, but I get to know that they did it. Right. Yeah. And, and it's so cool to be there and literally have them go on both sides of me. Like, you know, they just all go by and I'm right in the middle. And That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and there, there's things like that everywhere. You go even just out, go out in your backyard and sit on the ground and mm -hmm. see how many different types of bugs you can find, you know? Wait, yeah, yeah I'm five. I'm still five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yesterday I saw the most beautiful snake on my walk. It was uh, like a gardener snake and it, the blue on it was so amazing. It was like a neon blue. I'd never seen a snake that color before. It was just amazing to see, so. You didn't so, bring them home and put them in a cage. Did I didn't know. I do not bring animals home and put them in cages. <laughs> I just looked at him because he was really pretty. <laughs> so you offer group uh, services and one-on-one -on -one services. And, um, you know, you help empower people and, and 
and uh, provide resources and tools to uh, to help make their lives better. Yeah. So the the next group coaching starts October second, which is a Sunday. Okay. And um, anyway, people can go on the website, and I have a survey on there so that, like I said before, I can know where people are and where they're wanting to go. And so we start with the survey and a quick phone call. And then if, if we're all a match, then we can sign up for the group, group coaching or the one-on-one mm-hmm. and, and then go from there and have fun. That sounds great. Yeah. So if you're wanting to make changes in your life, or if you're wanting to at least see what your options are, you don't have to make any changes, but sometimes people just want to know what their options are. You might want to give Susan a call. And you were talking a little bit about messages from the universe. We only have a few minutes here, but I know you wanted to talk about the signs from the universe. You yes. mentioned that. Well, in, in that, we were we were kind of talking about with the the vehicle thing, when the catalytic yeah. converter was stolen. What is that? What does it represent? Yes. So a lot of times people, I mean, you and I look at that all the time. What does something represent? What is this about? And so when people have floods in their house and, you know, the toilet overflows, then the garbage disposal stops working and then the dishwasher, that's usually somebody who needs to be crying and they're not, they're suppressing it. They're refusing to feel their emotions. And so their house feels it and it happens anyway. And, And so the thing with the catalytic converter, well, it was clogged up and, you know, is that, is that something regarding my body? Is it? my colon being clogged up? Is it my lungs aren't breathing properly because the catalytic converter helps with the breathing thing? You know, and so it could have been those things. And I I look at that and then I think, well, wait a second. No, it was because this whole thing needed to happen. I needed to be able to receive a gift from a friend mm-hmm. because I've always, I've always made everything a given intake. So if somebody right. gives me something, I feel like I have to give them something back right, right now. Right, right, right. You know, and yeah. oh my gosh, what can I give that person? I can't accept this gift if I don't have something to give them back. And I was like, wait a second. No, I just need to be accepting and accept this gift. And and just being so grateful in that was huge. And and yeah. so so yeah, what are the signs of the universe? Accidents. Somebody rear ends you. How is that? And then we all think, well, it wasn't my fault. Well, what was it we were thinking? Yeah. So, so thank you so much, Susan. Please remind listeners how they can get a hold of you. Uh, phone is so cool, 425-238-8866. Or on the website, it's Magical Mermaid, and Magical has a K in it. MagicalMermaid.now.site. Great. And you're listening to True Health by Kasara on Lift Your Spirits Radio. This is Kasara, and you can reach me at truehealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. Thank you so much for joining us this month. We hope to see you again next month. And we're going to leave you with some more music from my, my amazing son, Dean Foster. Sorry.